Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast on this Monday, the 2nd of October, 2023. Trust where you happen to be in the world. You've had a phenomenal, phenomenal weekend. And here in Australia, of course, been a huge weekend, both in northern states, but also the southern states. Uh, for those of you who are in Australia, massive weekend of AFL football and NRL, where um, some absolute cracking games where both... Both uh, both grand finals went down to the wire. So phenomenal games of footy, uh, phenomenal games of rugby, and phenomenal games of AFL. So um, if you're in Australia and you are a footy fan, then you certainly would have been really impressed with the football grand finals over the weekend, but also the entertainment that came with it as well, which is uh, which is something that often gets a lot of criticism, but uh, I think it was really good, particularly the AFL grand final. Uh, the hottest band in the world, Kiss, played, and I was really concerned about how they were, uh, how they're going to go in front of a hundred thousand people in the bright sunshine with um, not much room for pyrotechnics to have great effect. But I must say, I was absolutely blown away by what they did. So uh, it was fantastic. So uh, as we get into this particular week, just before we start, a quick reminder: if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, please do so. Please press follow on the Apple platform or subscribe on the platform that you happen to be listening to this episode on which enables me to get to inform you when new episodes are up and ready to be listened to, digested, and hopefully implemented. And of course, if you can share this episode or share the podcast with people within your sphere of influence who you believe may benefit from topics such as what we're going to talk about today, that would be greatly appreciated. And as well as that, if you can give a bit of a shout out, a bit of a rating to the podcast as well, always looking for feedback, but also makes it a lot easier for others who are searching for content around sales and sales leadership to more easily and more readily find the podcast on the numerous podcast podcast platforms. Get my English right as we start this particular episode. So as we kick off the working week, uh, I put a post on LinkedIn last night and it was titled, Don't Try to Boil the Ocean, Boil the Kettle Instead. Now, some might think pretty weird post and a pretty weird title for a post, and uh, you're probably correct because it is a pretty thing, a pretty pretty weird title. Boiling the kettle? What do you mean boiling the kettle? How has this got to do with anything to do with sales? Well, uh, it's interesting. In sales, many, many sales leaders in their teams are trying their very, very hardest to boil the ocean. Now, how do I know that? Well, because I was one of those salespeople and I was also one of those sales leaders and I work with sales leaders and salespeople who are also trying to do exactly the same thing. And when I talk about boiling the ocean, what I'm talking about is... They're putting pressure on themselves to land the big, big strategic deal. They want that iconic brand new logo, the multi-million dollar deal, or the deal that's going to change the entire trajectory of their business. Now, often, and I can talk from personal experience about this because many years ago I was at a company called Optus, and at Optus there was one account that was bigger than any other account within the Optus business enterprise area, and that was the National Australia Bank. And it was phenomenal to watch the number of people, salespeople, specialists, marketing people, anybody that had any part to play in the sales cycle, 
Uh, every single person wanted a piece of the NAB account and they were looking for those opportunities to be involved in those big deals at every opportunity to be part of that team that wins that massive new logo. Now, all the while, what was happening is there are opportunities in that particular industry and that particular business at the time, there are opportunities left, right and center that were not only going unnoticed, they were actually going unconverted. Why? Because too many were trying to ball the ocean. Now, that happened many, many years ago with the National Australia Bank and it happens today. And I just look at some of the deals that I've been involved with and suffered from the same thing many times and there was the NAB account. There was lots of other accounts as well. But um, we need to be really conscious of this, particularly as sales leaders and setting the culture and setting the expectations that, okay, it's great to get the multi-million dollar deal, but those multi-million dollar deals do not just fall in your lap. You have to work for them and they take work. So you need to build up to that. In the meantime, there are so many deals that are available to us and so many opportunities for us to build the muscle around our sales capabilities to the point where when it gets time and when the opportunity presents itself where we can do a big deal such as a NAB or insert big account here, then we're in a much better position to be able to handle the responsibility that comes with managing an account of that size. And as sales leaders in particular, we have a very, very important role to play in this particular area because if we too as sales leaders are looking for uh, the opportunity to align ourselves with the big, iconic brand, the big, big deal, and we're making it therefore a little bit more about ourselves, then it's actually just thinking about the culture we're creating with our, with our team. And we're almost saying, by, and sometimes by not saying it, we're almost saying that all the other accounts, all the other opportunities in our team are not worth working on because all we're here for is the big allure of the big deal. Now, the thing is, big deal's always gonna be there. And whilst they are excited, uh, we excite, we can be excited and they're ex certainly exciting to be part of, sometimes what we need to do is actually start to cut our teeth on the smaller deals. In other words, we need to start to focus on boiling the kettle first. And that is working on the smaller deals. And these are the deals that you might consider to be, and these are not necessarily the low-hanging fruit, but they are going to be deals that certainly can give us an opportunity to cut our teeth, to build our muscle of uh, prospecting, of conversion, of dealing with serious uh, challenges, going through legal conversations, doing negotiations, all the things that we need to do uh, on the really big deals, but just at a bigger scale, we can actually cut our teeth and build our muscle around these on the smaller deals. So these deals don't necessarily have to be strategic and they may not necessarily appear to be strategic. The deals on the surface may actually be really tactical and highly transactional. However, they're deals that no, um, no doubt over time will start to add up. And the other thing to think about all this as well is the big, big deals only come every so often. And sometimes when I say every so often, once in a couple of years or once in five years, whatever the case might be, depending on the, the size of the business and the length of contract that's already in place. All these other deals are always going to be around. And when you're thinking about volume, then a lot of these smaller deals over time not only can help us build our capability set around um, our sales prospecting methods, dealing with objections, dealing with different kind of types of characteristics within a certain account, uh, negotiation tactics, conflict resolution, working on these smaller deals that may actually in and of themselves represent a smaller financial number over time can accumulate to being 
significant revenue numbers, not just for the company, but just think about the amount of experience that we gather and experience that can turn into wisdom that can only enhance the reputation of the organization, but also give the organization and you as a sales leader and you as your sales team a much better opportunity to be in a position to close those bigger deals when they do present themselves. So working on the smaller deals should never be sneezed at. And this is why in today's podcast, I want to talk about the fact that instead of just focusing on the big, 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 big deals, which every organization loves to have, every person within the organization loves to work on, start focusing on boiling the kettle first. Start working on these smaller deals. And whilst in and of themselves, they might not appear to be strategic, they may actually be really tactical. These deals, though, can be the stepping stones to bigger deals. And these deals can also be the launching pad for greatness within our particular team. Now, these deals can also get get us excited and be exciting and provide the opportunity to fine-tune our thinking, fine-tune our approach, fine-tune our strategy, and get us prepared for and be able to successfully handle the bigger deal. So as sales leaders, as we've already talked about, we have a critical role to play here. We've got to recognize and communicate to our team that there is always another level to get to. And Remove the pressure to go from zero to hero. And I've seen this a lot where, particularly when you're building a a new sales team or adding people to the sales team, it's very easy for the sales leader to expect a really fast start. And this is one of the reasons why I'm a bit concerned about how they go about selecting and recruiting salespeople. And too many sales leaders are going the easy route and thinking about, well, how do I get somebody who has a 100% demonstrated ironclad guarantee that they're going to be successful because they've demonstrated success in the past. It's a really simple approach, but it's not necessarily the approach that as great exceptional sales leaders we need to take because there is no a zero from hero to hero story. We need to find people with the great characteristics, as I talked about last week, get really clear on what the characteristics are. Now, and also understand and set the precedence and set the expectation with your team that it's actually okay to start with these small deals. It's actually okay to start with boiling the kettle. In other words, to work on the smaller deals, to convert the smaller deals, because the more we do that, the better prepared we and our team will be for the bigger deals when they're presented them to, to us, and the higher the probability, therefore, of us being in a position where we can convert them. Now, as a sales leader, there are three key things that we need to have in place in order for this to happen. Number one, we need to have a level of patience. And sometimes this is something that sales leaders don't necessarily have an abundance of because they're under so much pressure to hit a number, uh, particularly as we get closer to the end of a quarter. So it does require patience, which means we know that there is a sales cycle. There's also a buyer's cycle. So are we actually capturing the customer in the right, uh, right level and at the right time in their buyer cycle? Now, we're not going to be forcing the issue. So we're not going to be selling stuff that the customer doesn't want. But we need to understand where do they sit, do they have an actual problem, and do we have a potential solution to that problem based on us articulating that problem as well as we possibly can to the point where that customer has an understanding that, yep, I've got a problem, and B, I'd like to find a solution to that problem. Now, that requires patience. It also requires courage of the sales leader to, in some cases, stick their neck out and say, you know what? We're not going to put all of our eggs in the one basket. We're not going to put all of our eggs in the basket of the big, big deal. We're going to actually start to focus on the smaller deals because over time, this will start to accumulate not only some experience, it'll actually start to accumulate some some results so that when we do find ourselves in a position where a huge deal does present itself, 
then we've done the work and we've actually got ourselves in a position where we can take advantage of the opportunity when it does present itself because we are prepared. And that takes courage because it's actually playing a little bit of a longer game rather than what a lot of organizations expect us to do and that is play the short-term game, the short uh, instant gratification game where we have to you know, almost retrofit a product into a perceived need so that we can hit our sales targets versus turning it around and saying, hang on, if the customer doesn't have a problem, there's no point in me selling anything to them. That does require courage. And it also requires courage to have the team focus on the smaller things first rather than focus all their attention on the big, the big hairy audacious goals and the big, uh, the big deals. And the third thing that requires of a sales leader, and this can be transferred also to the sales team, is it requires persistence. We need to continually persist, which means daily, hourly, minute by minute, we need to be looking at the opportunities that are in front of us and we need to be putting ourselves in a position where we can add value, ask those questions, do that prospecting, qualify as, poss- as well as we possibly can to give ourselves the opportunity of converting the smaller deals so we can keep that kettle boiling rather than trying to boil the ocean first. Now, these three things in place uh, will uh, give you lots and lots of experience, but it also will start to prepare you for when that big ocean deal is actually in front of you. I don't know when it's going to be, but I can assure you doing the, doing the longer game, playing the, uh, play the, playing the game of boiling the kettle first, is 100% going to be worth it. So as we begin the brand new week, start with boiling the kettle. The ocean will always be there. Uh, It's never going away. There's an abundance of ocean out there and there's always going to be big deals available to us. But uh, if we can focus our attention on the smaller deals, help to fine tune the salespeople's capabilities and credentials, you might be amazed at how quickly those uh, conversion rates start to go up, what level happens to the level of confidence what therefore happens to the level of competence. And when the big ocean opportunity does present itself, you may actually be amazed at how quickly you convert those as well. So as we wrap up this particular episode, I hope that message makes sense. I hope it catches you at the right time. And hopefully that is something you can have a conversation with your sales team or at least start contemplating for you in your particular industry and in your particular area. So here is to a massive week in sales. A quick reminder, if you'd like some help, either as looking for a mentor slash coach, helping you become an exceptional sales leader, I'd love to have a conversation with you about how I may be able to help you help you, but also if you've got some uh, got some team members or you're looking to extract even more potential from your team, knowing that uh, they're not quite at the level that you think they're capable of, love to have a conversation about how I might be able to help you do just that. Uh, so simply go to leadwithdarren.com, pick a time, we'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation about where you are at, also where your team's at, map out a plan and start executing that plan as soon as you are ready. So I very much look forward to that conversation. Thanks once again for plugging into the podcast. And look, as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com And let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.